0: All right, everybody, listen up. If you're not 18 or over, this podcast is not for you. So just turn around and walk away. You got that? Good.
1: This is episode 99 of the Massacast. I'm just as surprised as you. Meanwhile, as I record this Sunday night, we are at 69% of the goal for the podcast uh, fundraiser. Amazing, astounding. And thank you to everyone who's donated. More details on what you can get. Mastercast.com forward slash donate. There's free things involved. Well, free except you have to donate, so you know, whatever. Um, also you can uh, find the Massacast on FetLife. Username Massacast. You can go ahead and friend me there if you if you like. And the Massacast has a Facebook page which is almost never updated almost never it's really a pitiful I really need to get off my ass and do that um, so if you're brave and you don't give a shit about anyone knowing that you're kinky you can go ahead and like the page if nothing happens I mean every now and again I remember to update it but yeah uh, this episode uh, we're joined by Raven Lightholm Friend of the show, you may know her from her podcast, Freedom of Fetish. She hasn't updated it in a while. But she's been very busy. We'll, we'll be talking about that in this episode. Um, it's so much fun when she joins us in her home, and uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it as well. She's very frank. She's very funny. She's very smart. She's Raven Lightholm, everybody. But it's like been over a year since we saw yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, do you mind if I talk? You were a little distressed when I last saw you.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair to say.
1: Do, do you mind talking about?
2: Sure. Um, well, at the time, I so I was married. Was I married? Yeah. Yeah, you were still married. I'm asking you because you're the authority on my <laughs> marital stuff. I do
1: take. I do have. A, I do have the Ravenlight Home Wiki <laughs> that I keep, that I I take, keep track of.
2: Well, I was married, and I I had just gotten married, and at that point, I was pretty sure that I wanted a divorce. Yeah. So. Like, that's not a good thing to know when you're, like, it was, it was pretty recent, too, because I'd yeah. gotten married in, on Halloween um, of 2010, and so by that point, it was I think it was, like, January or something, and I was like, well, so there's this guy who I really like, who I've been, like, hooking up with for a while, because we had an open relationship, the sure. ex and I. Um, it was open to the point where you were allowed to fuck somebody but not care about them. Which I feel like is a difficult line to have, because then, I, of course, I ended up caring, and I, you know, have a lot of uh, theories on why the whole open thing didn't work out. It was sort of like a, emotional monogamy was the idea, um, but there were a lot of reasons why that relationship wasn't working out. And I think, like, I think my I was like, yeah, I kind of won the lotto here because this guy, the the ex, offers so many things, but what he doesn't offer, I can go get elsewhere. Yeah. Which seems like a really good thing in theory. And the whole problem was like that relationship seemed like a good idea in theory. Like on paper. I met him on OK Cupid and it was like, here, you match up exactly on these things. And yeah. I was like, well fuck. Okay can't be wrong. <laughs> so so then, you know, it ended up being like big problem was that he was not kinky. And I obviously am. Right. And it, but
1: you know they're going into it. it just yeah, but a- I
2: thought it was like... I thought I'd be able to go get it elsewhere and I'd be fine about that. But it wasn't for a lot of reasons. One was that he didn't want to hear about it at all. Uh-huh. And I felt like we're supposed to be... Despite me doing this without you, we're supposed to talk about this. That's what I want to do. I don't want to just like... I don't want to be slinking in, feeling like I did something wrong. That's the point. The point of an open relationship is to be open, Sure. to me at least. Well,
1: but but there are. I mean, I know plenty of open couples who.
2: Right. Well, it it's works, a don't you ask, know. don't
1: tell situation. Well, and yeah, I, and that's you know. what works
2: for them. But we weren't matched up. Right. He didn't want you to know, to, and wanted I to talk wanted to it. because right. then I felt like it almost felt like cheating, which I just didn't want to do.
1: When when I, when I saw you at Momentum, we had a, we had a talk, and you basically you, you kind of had reserved yourself that you're gonna you're gonna ah. end the relationship.
2: Yeah. Yeah, cause it you know um, I was a, so I was obviously away. I was in D.C. and I was in this like kink filled place with all these things that I liked, and I was like, man, you know I don't want to go back to this bummer situation. And it's and it sucks knowing that you're gonna do it and that it's gonna be hard. And because it's, at that point when you're married to somebody, it's not just you and them. It's like you had this wedding and all of these people were there and all of these other things were involved and now it's like you have this family situation that you have to worry about but at the end of the day and i think you and i talked about this it, it was just like you're not gonna stay with this person for your whole life if you don't want to be married to them which and- is dumb because i should have probably thought about that before actually getting married but there was just so much shit going on like i was finishing law school i like my grandpa had just died i was trying to get a job and um that just a lot of things were going on and I, I was like, oh, I just have cold feet. I must have cold feet because that's what happens. Yeah, People sure. get that, and and I've never been a very committal person, really. So I just figured this was me and this is my problem. And because everyone else seemed on board, like you, down payments had been made, and sure. like res- you know, invitations had been sent out, and and all of these gears in this giant machine started going towards this wedding, and. It was so bizarre it's like I went out and, and I went up And walked down the aisle And it was like I almost wasn't thinking About anything Except how awesome A party it was going <laughs> And it was I mean it was a, It was a costume It was a masquerade Themed wedding yeah. On Halloween Yeah It was um, To this day One of the top Two parties I've ever been to You've
1: got that going for
2: you <laughs> But But Yeah the whole Spending the rest of your life With that person Was not a not good. Like I was on the honeymoon, and I was like, texting this other guy, and I was like, this is this is probably not going to work. Yeah. But I guess we just were kind of like both mutually in denial about it for a while, and we were in a studio apartment, right? So there was nowhere to go, you know. It was it was just kind of like a shitty yeah.
1: time period. So you you broke nose? You had a talk.
2: Yeah, and um, and I think at first. He seemed a little bit resistant to the idea like we should try a little bit harder and then and then we both kind of quickly came to the conclusion that yeah. there was really no point in that.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, it's just... There were just a lot of things, you know, like people talk a lot about being GGG and someone really wanting to try different things even if they're not really into it themselves. And, and it wasn't like his fault. You know, he tried to do some of the things that I was into sexually and it just wasn't the same thing It just was- it, it's just like you know that they're not into it and you know it's a really high bar I think to expect that everyone that you're the person that you're with is going to be into every single kink that you have sure but he wasn't into any of them and the ones that I have are can be kind of extreme and so to feel like you're pushing this person to do something totally it, not even neutral but a turn off to them
1: Okay, I'm doing this because I have to. Who? That, no one's turned on. Well, I'm sure someone's turned on by that, but
2: yeah, like I was gonna say, some rapists are probably into <laughs> right, that,
1: right? Or someone who just gets off on blackmail or something yeah. like that, but. But no, I know what you mean. There's a difference. Yeah. GGG is all well and fine, but... And
2: especially, like, if it totally works if you're trading things that are mutually beneficial. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe you want more blowjobs and I want more <laughs> rabbit time with the vibrator or something. Which, you know, like, you can, you can wager some things sometimes. Sure. But it's, you can't really wager, like, I want you to pretend to be my dad for, like, 80% of the times <laughs> that we have sex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it right. Didn't work. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously it, turned, it sounds like it was eventually uh, a mutual thing.
2: Yeah. And we were both lawyers, so it, the divorce cost a grand total of 300 bucks. Oh, wow. We were like, "You know what? You're cool, we're cool with this. I don't want any of your stuff. We don't even have any stuff." Yeah. So, how about that? We didn't own any mutual property really. So, we just we just went through with it. And then after the divorce actually happened, the <laughs> the judge called us up to the bench and was like by the way you guys are very very civil you're you're sort of a a a mark for what people going through divorces should should be like and i'm thinking or you know we just shouldn't have gotten married ever well so there's that it's
1: it's it's different when there's a short history i was married for just under a year yeah uh and it's different when there's such a short history behind it. When there's 22 years or 30 years oh, of and animosity kids and, and
2: kids, cats and, all, and paintings, and, and, <laughs> and
1: 22 years of keeping the toilet seat up or mm-hmm. whatever that has irked that person, that's why there's usually a yeah. lot of anger in those. I days.
2: remember sitting at a table at Momentum Con with you, and it was where they had, it was sort of like a relaxed room, and there was like, I remember just sitting there with a glass of water and like staring at it and hearing you talk about your divorce. And it just seemed so parallel to my life. Yeah, I think that was really the moment when I realized that I'm gonna go through with this, because I mean, there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of kinksters out there, and there aren't a lot of kinksters who have gone through a marriage and a divorce exactly, you know, almost parallel right. to what you did.
1: Well, but the difference was is that I, uh, you know, I was kinky. She wasn't. She didn't know I was as kinky as I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm so grateful that she did end it. And I'm sure... He well, that's probably... what
2: I was thinking of it from, like, your... If you were the the my ex yeah. in the situation, yeah. like, you don't... You just want to tear the Band-Aid off. Yeah, If you know absolutely. it's not going to work. Yeah. yeah, it sucks, and it sucks that you're the one doing it, but it's ultimately better for everybody.
1: So, uh, I know the number one... I, I tweeted earlier today uh, that Saad uh, and I were going to be interviewing you, but uh, I had several emails, people asking... Uh, Where's freedom of fetish?
2: yeah. <laughs> where's
1: where's your podcast?
2: Well, and I'm super guilty about this, by the way. You but... should
1: I mean, I don't know what the answer is, <laughs> but you should feel bad about it. and uh, you know,
2: <sighs> I well, so what happened was when I started the show, um, I had a lot more time to I mean, that's mostly what it is. It's just, I started in law school, and although law school is definitely stressful, and don't let anybody tell you it's not, it's it's stressful in a way that also leaves you with lots of free hours between classes mm-hmm. and things, and you're sort of self-motivated to do your work whenever you feel like doing it. Sure. So I had a lot of time then to do the show. Yeah. And I was also more motivated, I think, to do it because I didn't have kink in my relationship, so I wanted to get it elsewhere, and yeah. so it was like this great... and I'm really voyeuristic, so... I had all these people coming and asking me their questions and I could, you know, immerse myself in all of these new and cool areas of kink that I didn't know about. Yeah. And so I really was kind of starved for that. And now I'm in this relationship where I have kink all the time. Yeah. So I don't feel, I guess, as starved for it, which is, I feel like that's why I feel bad is because people have questions and they have problems and I want to help them with those problems and questions. And it's kind of like a selfish Reason to bow out that I'm like, well, I got what I needed out of it. so long, suckers. But it's also that, you know, I would say like 90% of it is my job because it's extremely time consuming and it's also really public facing to the point where like I'll be on TV talking. Sure. And I never showed my face on the podcast, but my voice is pretty distinctive. I think I sound a little bit mannish. So it's pretty clear, I think, that it's me. I don't know. I hear myself like I'll, I'll listen to this show and cringe the whole time. I'm the same way. If I can even survive,
1: I think I sound mannish too. But well, yeah, that's just a different. No, but, yeah, but I don't think there's. I don't think there's anyone who listening who think. Boy, she sounds. Is that a, is that two men talking? No <laughs> no, one's, no one's thinking. Well, someone.
2: I've been compared to Kat Von D before I'm in, sure in terms mean. of voice. The chick uh, who did was it La Inc.? She's covered in tattoos. Oh, I
1: them. Yeah. Don't watch I think she's really cool so I'll have to I'll have to google her
2: decent comparison. I'll have
1: to I'll have to illegally download that yeah um
2: but yeah, so it's it's a combination of work being extremely time consuming and stressful, kink being part of my life in a way that I don't have to go out and externally seek it and the nature of my job being really media oriented and so I feel like I have a duty to the company to not be miss fetish extravaganza, sure. because that would kind of be a liability. And well, you do
1: have to put yourself, I mean, you do have to put yourself first, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, and it's a th- it's like I have $50,000 in law school debt still. Sure. And it's not like my job pays a whole lot. Yeah. I like it because it's really rewarding, and I really care about the topic but it's, i'm not like rolling in g's and you know hanging out with strippers and popping bottles so it's like
1: it reminds me uh folks if you want to buy my rap album rolling in g's
2: <laughs> and did say it like a, a white suburban kid like i did like rolling, rolling in g's in the g's <laughs> pronounce that ing
1: <laughs> i'm sure back to the freedom of fetish thing i'm sure there are plenty of people who are miss it but the thing it's still out there
2: yeah, I, I, you know, I'm still paying for hosting. I'm gonna leave it up, and right. and I plan on doing that. And like, who knows? Maybe I'll have more time in the future or something. I put, pl- I, I feel like I should at least do a hiatus episode or sure. something that explains it because I never really explained it. It was just pod fading. Yeah, but but um, yeah. I mean. There was, there was one thing I was also going to say that's relevant. Oh, oh, so when I started it too, I wasn't completely sure of what I wanted to do for a career. And I still was thinking, hey, maybe I'll go get my psych degree, even though I'd be collecting degrees and just digging myself a grave of debt. Sure. But I was also thinking, I was considering sex therapy as a career. So, um, so yeah. So it
1: kind of fit in with that too. Right. So I remember also when we were sitting down and talking... Um, I don't know how we got on the subject of kinks uh, or whatever, but I also said something along the lines of "Yeah, um, it's
2: pretty obvious for us to get it on, e- easy for us to get on that subject."
1: Right. Well, we were talking about about I, I, how I said that uh, you're gonna f- find your your one huge thing that you really kink over, and um, and you said you actually you actually found out what yep. that thing is.
2: Yeah. So I think when I was here, I was talking about taboo in general, and I remember saying that I felt sort of dissociated from fetishes where, like, I have them and I get off to them, but I can't make them happen in real life. Yeah. So I feel like I'm an observer more than a
1: participant. If Someone someone can go back and listen, but it almost sounded like that you, you weren't really getting lost. When yeah. you were doing it one-on-one, you weren't yeah. really getting lost in the moment. You were kind of still outside your body. and
2: Right. right. And then, so I met this guy who I'm dating now and... and it was bizarre because we didn't even I, I didn't mention this kink to him mm-hmm. we just started doing it one night and it was amazing so I'll preface this with I in no way want to engage in incest of any kind ever no no thank you gross but I have and, and this is like weird because I usually can consider myself a top or mm. like a Dom. And I guess it doesn't change the fact that it still is, but, like, I have this huge daddy-daughter fetish, and you can be on top and be the daughter, by the way, which is what I do a lot, but there's something about, like, that particular relationship that's super hot to me. And then when I think about it, it's, like, the porn that I always read and the things that, that I always thought about when I was getting off, like, they always involved that kind of dynamic.
1: Like a younger girl, older guy. Kind yeah, of yeah. Um, so how does this manifest itself? It's just—it's sort of like a, oh, yeah. daddy. What, I, mean, oh, yeah. I have no idea.
2: Yeah, well, the first time, and this again, like I had never mentioned this. I guess I, I've done a lot of role play, so I don't know why in my head it never occurred to me that this would work to do as a role play. I just figured, oh, it's like really fucked and... I probably wouldn't believe it or yeah. something because it's the authenticity of that stuff like a court filing that gets me off. Yeah. I'm like I can't be authentic about this. But there was this one night where we had come back from a party and we had just finished having sex and then we were laying there and I don't even know where it came from but he we just started fucking and he was daddy. Right. And I don't know like I don't know how it happened but it was like the, it still to this day it was the greatest sex I've ever had. It was so amazing. And, um, yeah, sometimes there's more or less involved role plays. Like, we did a really fucking involved one. I'm going to get into detail here. Let's go. But
1: <laughs> You're, like, rolling up your sleeves. Yeah. All right. I don't
2: even have sleeves, and I'm rolling <laughs> them up. Here we go. But, so, we, we rented a hotel room, and I, I was daughter, he was daddy, unsurprisingly. You know, of course. And and I had this elaborate setup where I wrote a note to him as his, pretending to be his wife. Sure. So my mother, I guess. Right. Or stepmother. And, Could have been the stepmother. Yeah. I, we'll get there, actually, because like sometimes we reverse it, and I'm stepmother and he's stepson. Oh, okay. For some reason, mommy hard limit. I don't know why. Like, cool if you're doing it, but, like, the word mommy, just, like, I have this fear of maternal instinct or something. But (laughs) But, um, so I left him this note as his quote-unquote wife, and I was like, here's a glass of champagne, take off all your clothes, put on this blindfold, meet me in the bedroom, I'll come in. So he does all of the things and I came in and handcuffed him. So he's blindfolded and handcuffed. And these are like serious shackle handcuffs. So like dude can't go anywhere. And I just started, you know, just messing around with him. I was like, you know, taking it really slowly, but like everything that you could possibly do to a person I've, I've done. And in the middle, so I'm like riding him and in the middle of it, like, I do the big pull-off reveal of the blindfold and it's like, oh no, pretending that you're my daughter. And then, and then like, I'm, but, but because he can't go anywhere, like I just fuck the shit out of him at that point. You so, know? so he,
1: he goes along and says, what are you doing?
2: Yeah. We shouldn't be doing this. This is right? wrong. This is wrong. Cause that's the key point. Right. Does he have a, does he have a, he, does he have a smile on his face? He actually, actually went, he went to acting classes like for a while. Sure. So he's amazingly good at this stuff. And so. So he's
1: staying in character, like, no, yeah, no, and trying to, like, fight yeah, against. Yeah,
2: like, and, and that's the thing. Like, he likes to be restrained and yeah. stuff, and he likes to be topped. Sure. So it's, like, very mutually beneficial mm-hmm. because, you know, I get to, like, shackle somebody, and then he's a great actor. Sure. And yeah.
1: And when he's saying, like, no, 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 and you're still going to town, that's, like, that's, your that's thing.
2: like let's do it we're that's yeah. your thing we, we have yeah lift off
1: does it do you find that that's sort of like your default position now then or
2: no I actually can I so I, I can only get off really in like one position although I like lots of them and I like from a dominant perspective I like to be on top but usually I need to be on my stomach sure. And he'll be like behind me. Although I just got this really awesome cock ring so that like I can be on top of him and get off.
1: Oh, there you go. Because it rubs against your yeah. you talking G spot orgasm or clitoral. Clit. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. The the I don't know why when you said when you said cock ring I thought so how does that do the G spot? But then no, I, I figured it out.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> that's that's one thing we wanna. I don't know why we haven't we haven't dived into cock rings. Well, though.
2: there's this one called. I want to say it's O'L called Ironsides? Mio.
1: <laughs> Did you see that video? No. It's this old Mister Show sketch.
2: Oh yeah. Cockring warehouse. I have not seen it, okay. but I just somebody actually just gave me the DVDs, and I I love that Bob Odenkirk especially.
1: He's good. He's good. But uh, I'm sorry. What, so what's so special? I think about it's Cochran? called
2: Mio, and I, I got it at Good Vibes in San Francisco, but it's like rechargeable wireless. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So like it. Ha- well, no. I mean. There's obviously a wire where you plug in the charger, but it like magnetically yeah, touches. Yeah, no, I've seen those. Yeah, and it's waterproof. Yeah. and it's like the. But the most important thing is like until this point, I hadn't found a cock ring that had a good, strong, awesome vibration. But and this one actually does, and it's really small. So, the technological advances in the world of cock rings. Have so it, been it
1: doesn't like. Great. It doesn't press in and hurt.
2: No, I mean, my boyfriend is a tremendously huge dick. So, yeah. It's a little tight, but it's fine. It works.
1: Because that was that was that was the we've tried a couple things, in the past, and we found that metal. We can only rely on metal. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll break. See, well, Something this is like it's
2: it's stretchy, but not weak. Right. I think it's pure silicone, right?
1: I like to. I call my penis the Hulk. Because mm. it it turns green first of all. Mm-hmm. It's uh. It's, it's a
2: scientist by day. It's a scientist mild by mannered. day. Mild
1: mannered. No, it's a mild mannered scientist <laughs> that wanders around from town to town, yeah. uh, trying not to be caught by a general. I mean, it's, a very, it's got a its whole bio, bio. <laughs> but it also likes to rip through cock rings that aren't metal too. So it's like,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and it only, and it speaks in monosyllabic sentences.
2: Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> Is there any non incest oriented?
2: Yeah. Um. So. We like to do sort of variations on the theme of my boyfriend is, like, completely helpless in some situation and fighting whatever it is. Like, I'll be, I don't know why, we do this a lot, but I'll be, like, some some evil f- person. I'm usually, like, an evil, um, like, scientist or right. something. And I need to, like, extract his semen for some, like, <laughs> diabolical purpose, which changes <laughs> Depending on the night, for your for your um, death
1: ray, but I mean, it's a <laughs> semen-powered death ray. It's like ray. it's
2: like you can't come because if you do, I'm gonna use this to build a series of like cyborgs who will be tortured forever by it's slavery or some. But eventually, sci-fi eventually, thing. you
1: get turned on or he gets turned on enough, and, and he's like bring
2: on the sideboard yeah, he's like, he's like so gentlemen broncos <laughs> right, right. we just need a context for like why he can't go anywhere and why like i'm forcing him to do this thing because clearly we both want to do this thing we just have to pretend like he doesn't want to so then you know i like i specifically like metal restraints a lot so then like they look really s- kind of sci-fi on like i have these really good shackles that are all like there's a spreader bar sort of connected you know the really cool ones from like mr s sure um and so we'll do that and so it's like i'm making you come and you are not gonna like it (laughs) (laughs) or like extreme teasing and like long periods of denial and
1: stuff so but eventually i mean eventually uh you've got to win right yeah i mean
2: I always win. But, but, but,
1: but, but at the same time, if you were... <laughs> like, if Saad did this to me, it would be hard for me not to... I mean, I guess I the, the, she would have to, like, order me, okay, and you have to stay in character. That's tough. That would be, like, the thing, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. And I'd say... Fake resistance can be really, really hot.
1: Fake resistance?
0: Yes. Yeah, it's Absolutely. definitely... Pretending that you don't like something, you know, whatever, whether it's an interrogation role play yeah. or, like, the scientist thing as you're talking or, like, all the... Lock you up in a cabin and rape you until I'm pregnant fantasies I've told you about. Right. <laughs> saying,
1: Nine months of... Oh, no. It just got to be like a month of, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's and
0: awesome. then it's like, what happens then? You know, yeah. That's the scary part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But once I'm off this bed, what happens? But see,
1: that, that, one, that one, it starts off sexy. Like, oh, I'm going to rape you until you make me pregnant and then I'm going to force you to change diapers. And it goes from, yeah, oh, it goes like, really, there's a consequence, right, to that one. Whereas the cyborgs, cyborgs killing everyone is sexier than baby change diapers.
0: Yeah, sure, Yeah, you know, I, I could totally go that route, you know, but, uh, yeah, so fake resistance can be really sexy. I think it's, yeah. Most of the best role plays I can think of are like that, like Catwoman and Batman. Yes, I've done that. Yeah, sure, <laughs> you know, it's fun, um, but fortunately with you, you have a specific word that is your trigger for orgasm so we could totally role play like this and you would just like wouldn't come until i gave you the command as part of like some verbal degradation or something
1: yeah she she really loves like a lot of teasing and it's really difficult at times but
0: i get to tease and like torture with pain all the time but you know Since I've been a pro-dom, none of the guys I've dated have been good candidates for serious teasing and pleasure as torture. He's perfect for it. So he's getting, like, seven years of Mm. pent-up frustration-
1: and On the verge of tears at times. Yeah,
2: it's great good. though because it's like this is my cock. Because I always wish I had a dick, right? But now no, I kind really of do.
1: You're like the same person you inside. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> cheers. That's
1: uh, that's her thing. That's, that's, that's
2: basically what it is. It's like I just kind of want to bend you over and like just fuck the shit out of you and. I wish I had a cock, so this is mine, and for all intents and purposes, like, it really belongs to me, so it's not going to do anything unless I say it's going to do something. You were describing last night. Oh, see? Right. <laughs> <Tell> <laughs> I've had words. some really, I want to say realistic, but I have no proof of that, but dreams where I am a guy with a penis, and I'm fucking somebody, and I swear for like 15 minutes after I wake up, I know what it feels like. But I can't. Me too. Possibly. I've been having dreams
0: since I was two. I yeah. Swear yeah. God.
2: yeah and they're the greatest. wish every year yeah. like, just for a day, just for a day. Give me a cup. I actually like day. lie in bed at night thinking about like, you know, sometimes you think like, what would happen if I won the lottery? Like my fantasy situation is like, what would happen if I had a penis for like 48 hours? And like, what would I do? And I actually, like, I've, like, discussed this with people, like, hey, just so you know, no matter what relationship we have or what you're doing that day or whatever, like, cancel everything. Like, I'm going to have, like, an emergency flare and the solar flare or something <laughs> to be like, everybody come here now.
1: So would you, would you fuck women or would you fuck men if you had a Everyone. Really?
2: Everything. Yes. Everything. I'd fuck horses, dogs, people of all ages.
1: So... Because because you only have forty eight hours, and you have, I have like, to I try
2: everything of... possible. And by the time anybody has time to complain, and you know, <laughs> it's gone, and then there's <laughs> no proof. Gone Your and honor, yeah, that's why no it's way. like I don't want to have it forever. Although maybe I would. <laughs> that's another thought. But it's like the the whole thing is that there's this time limit. <laughs> so, I always
0: <laughs> like the Japanese porns where they like hook the girls up to whatever magic machine, and then you know they look like they have a pussy, and then their clit grows into a giant oh and then
2: it, yep. penis. That's
0: what, hentai is the best. Yeah.
2: Have you ever Everyone's a hermaphore. What? Have you ever read Pink
0: Sniper? No, but I will. I have it in the bedroom. I can show it to you. I can't let you borrow it cause somebody else took it for like two years. I was like, that is my favorite porn. You have to get it back. Damn.
1: Pink Sniper? So
0: I'll let you look at it and you can order it on Amazon. Okay. But there is like a seriously hot moment where the school nurse cooks up a potion and grows a penis and when she ejaculates into her little schoolboy lover or whatever... Oh boy, he, he ingests some of the potion, and so he grows tits and has a pussy all of a sudden.
1: Oh, that's great. But oh, wait, so the potion makes you opposite of what you are.
0: Yeah. All right. We need Except to guess she's our not hands had on She her tits that. though. She just grew a cock. What she kind was, of
1: school was, nurse is this? Well, she, a, she can't be accredited with.
0: <laughs> she's a fantastic sexual
2: beast.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, she went to fantastic sexual. Beast Have you nurse seen school. La
2: Blue Girl? Mm -mm. that's a hentai and that there's a there's a character that's a hermaphrodite that's pretty awesome i think it's like i think there are four or five like versions of it um like episodes the whole premise is that like this girl it's she's sort of like the buffy the vampire slayer of like these monsters that like fuck everyone, so she can kill them, but only by fucking them. And they have this like orgasm contest where like whoever comes first loses. So she's like fucking the shit out of all these monsters, and she's a schoolgirl by the way. So she's there's like tentacles everywhere, and like these like disgusting monster guys with huge penises everywhere, and she has to like out fuck them. And Fantastic. at a certain yeah. Do you think there's I any Japanese it. animated
1: so animated porn where there's an old lady? When I say old lady, I mean someone over
0: eighteen. <laughs>
1: Cougar. Is there is there any is there any eighteen year old and any sometimes Japanese? Sometimes
2: there plans. are like mothers. Like I've seen, there's one oh, called. Um, you
1: see one walking in the background.
2: Oh look, there's one. Yeah, there's
0: someone oh, who. Yeah, the stepmothers.
2: Oh yeah, that's really. There's fabulous. one called Immoral Sisters. It's like a series, so and good. yeah, see, there's so, a mom. We we. I, Have
0: you read In a Metal Web?
2: Probably, because I have a great beautiful. website I can send you that's just, like, scanned pages of all of these manga. In
1: a Metal Web is... I, I got that for her for her birthday, I believe, yeah.
2: There's also, like... It's, like, contraptions or conceptions or... It's, like, a weird... It's a word like that. It's, like... Not Conception. immaculate conceptions, but... Something about, like, contraptions. Immaculate contraptions? <laughs> yeah. Well... But the, it's really, really good. It's, like, it's just
1: fucked up. The thing that's hard... It's really good Did you it's ever see up. Behind
2: Closed Doors?
0: No That's a good one You should look that up
1: There was Hentai? Yeah There was so Speaking There's, of Behind Closed I've never
2: Doors I've seen Professor Payne <laughs> So That's fucked up I used to like night nurses Oh uh, I've seen the The cover art for that But I haven't bought it
1: So Speaking of Behind Closed Doors I think that Behind Closed Doors San was like Oh we gotta watch this We gotta watch this Hentai or something like that <laughs> And so We were actually Right here on the couch going at it, and the problem is, is the, the voiceover work.
2: Oh, <laughs> really I know. That. The thing about hentai is that it's funny unintentionally, yeah. but I just don't care. For some reason, I can't handle like, poorly made, real human porn, but I can, I'm way more liberal with the amount of, <laughs> it's, like, ridiculousness I'll tolerate for hentai, because I don't know why. It but just... it'll be like, oh, yes! And you will be like, monsters! And oh! You like it.
1: I'm sitting here. We're, we're we're going at it, and I'm hearing I'm hearing. Oh no! What are you doing? No yeah. Stop. Oh, you're going to enjoy this. Yeah. You will enjoy this right now. And I'm just and I'm like. <laughs> if, if 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 I was just alone jerking off, I'd change the channel. See, if she I not If she wasn't naked underneath me, yeah. I'd have to put it either on mute. I thought
0: yeah. you were going down on me.
1: Yes, you're right. Or I'm like just down down
0: terrible English. Yeah. yeah.
1: You did mute it, yes I think she did I think eventually Saad so just goes I'm like, thank god you did that
2: <laughs> Yeah, you yeah totally subtitles for... are so good too
1: You really enjoy this
2: Yeah, yeah No yeah, every, That's a big part of it Is the no
1: yeah. I don't think
2: that a girl in hentai Has ever wanted to have sex Ever <laughs> At least at the beginning Right, right, right Only the she, older ones Oh, well, the coog-like teachers and stuff Yeah, right. the teachers and nurses I have a tentacle <laughs> dildo
1: you have a tentacle dildo. Yep. What does
2: that look like? It it's it's like it's beautiful actually. It's like seafoam green and blue and it's like 100% silicon, and it's all like it's kind of like really wide at the base and it gets it goes to like a tip but it has like suckers on it and stuff. Oh,
0: okay. So, I'm kind of picturing let uh, what's I think her have name? Give a picture of my uh, phone. Layla or whoever from Futurama, her parents Layla. Like, You know how her, I think it's her mom or her dad has the tentacle arms? Is it like that? Because that's totally what I'm picturing. It might be. Is it like the size of a human?
1: That's a brand new phone you have. And you probably have your tentacle dildo. No,
2: I, well, I know that it's right at the beginning of my gallery. <laughs> so because my gallery of sex toys. I should get
0: one of those. Why don't I have a gallery? Of
2: I sex just remember toys? that I like drawers. tweeted a picture once of my dishwasher filled with dildos, and one of them was the tentacle.
0: Oh, cock soup.
2: We have. Oh, yeah here it is. We're boiling. Yeah. See. Interesting.
1: Oh, okay. It's smaller than I thought it would be.
2: And then here it is in the dishwasher. Interesting. What does it feel like? It's... I mean, it's... I don't know. It feels like a tentacle, I guess. (laughs) I like it, though, because it's like... You (laughs) assume.
1: You you don't know for sure. Well, I did
2: have that one encounter with the Kraken, but... It's, um... It's just, it's really wide at the base, so there's a point where you kind of, like, can't do it. But I'll, like, have him use it on me sometimes. And does he
1: use the Japanese? like, you will take this!
2: Yes, and I'm like, no! (laughs) If I had something like that, then I would need
0: a big log. And I would sit the girl on it, on top of the log, with books, uh, like, a book-filled backpack, and books tied to her ankles. That's fucked up and awesome.
1: (laughs) Um... Speaking of you having that. a cock, I think the last forty eight hours. I think the last time you were on the show, you were talking about how you were really trying to get
2: yeah. your boyfriend into strap on. I still haven't pegging. been able to do that. Because I don't know I don't know what it is about like his ass, but before him I was like, oh no, I'm not I'm not like into a dude's asses, you know, like
1: I can totally Poop
2: re- comes out of there. I don't want anything to do with that. Right turns out i want everything to do with that not the poop but the the guy's ass i'm like because it's like in my mind it's like it's his pussy and it's like he thinks i think he i had to like get him over this hump where he thinks it's like degrading for me to be licking his ass but i'm like oh no 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 like it's degrading for you because this is your vagina and i'm just like doing whatever i want to so
1: but and you wonder why he's not he hasn't been too cooperative well, I mean,
2: he likes this is your vagina. he likes external stimulation, but he doesn't like things going into his ass. Like, despite me saying over and over again that, like, you know, you're actually built for this. Like, right. you have G-spot action in there that I'm trying to get to, and, like, no matter how I try to do it, I try to, like, coax him, I go really, really slow, like, you could, there's excessive amounts of lube, like... You know... Anal 101... And it's just not... He's just not in it...
1: I gotta say... Like... I always enjoyed pegging... But I enjoyed it for the dominance aspect of it... That's
2: how he is... It wasn't
1: humiliation... For me... I enjoyed the dominance... And it was like... Literally being taken... I loved that... Yeah... And then... I was with her... And then... She gave me my first prostate orgasm... And it's like... Fucking insane... It's insane fucking That's like insane. my dream
2: is to, to, to just like insane. fuck the shit out of him and have insane. him feel that. There's just this thing that I need to, it's like a, a level I have to unlock. Right. And we're just not <laughs> yeah. there yet. Like, what I need if, more experience points. Right. What if you did conditioning with him? So, like, every night at a
0: particular time you're just gonna set him down and you're gonna jerk him off and do whatever you want, play with him however you want. But when he comes you have to get up to your first knuckle in his asshole and be wiggling it during his orgasm so he starts to associate it with pleasure
2: well he's he already associates that with pleasure like we can get up to here that's fine oh, okay so you're up to the second knuckle it's just like the like if the like the, the if i'm pretty finger. like active in in there then it's his boner just wilts right and i think Even part if of it's you're mental working it? like if i just keep Something, in like, because to me, like, butt plugs are great, and I was like, well, what if we just put it in there and we leave it, and then, like, that should feel great, and then I can do whatever I'm going to do. Right. But, like, he has some mental problem with the butt plug. Like, he just, he thinks about it, and it's like boner droop.
1: Boner be gone.
2: And I don't know why, like, he wasn't even, like, using them on me, and I like having them used on me, so... Like, and I have like a really nice enjoy one. What if you call it something other than a butt plug? I mean, that's, yeah, it's a pretty terrible some, sounding. Yeah, it's not very sexy. I think he just keeps like thinking about poop because he's like, this is like having a poop halfway out your ass. Have and I'm you, like, but it's not. Have
1: you, have you, have you, <laughs> have you, does he clean himself out first? No. Try that. Yeah. Because I, I have a thing myself, I, I'm really paranoid about i want to be clean well, i right? have
2: the geyser like the g-u-y-s-e-r turkey baster type thing yeah that's like, what we have part of it is that like i don't think he wants it enough to right. put himself through that
1: but i think if he if he knows he's clean quote unquote yeah i mean because for me i'm so much more if i like there have been a couple times when she's just like gone like fuck i'm gonna fuck you right now and she's yeah. and and i haven't had time to clean myself out and i don't get me wrong Still enjoy it, but still that part of my, I can't get totally lost because I'm like, I'll be like, is it, is it really gross right now? You know, part of my head's like that.
2: It happened to me with a girl when I was like destroying her ass with this dildo, which to to this day, I'm impressed by her ability to do that. (laughs) It was like, I had, I did not have to hold anything back. And at a certain point, like I had a kind of light colored dildo and I can see like there's a little little shred of something there. And, like, if my boner could have wilted, it would have. Right. But, and it's not to say, like, I don't think anything less of her, and it doesn't, but it, like, it takes me out of the situation, yeah. because I, now I'm like, oh, God, I'm worried about that touching me, and, like, it's okay, I'm like, I have to pee, I do not even tell her, I'm like, I just gotta go to the bathroom for a second, and yeah. just, like, you know, scalding water and soap, and, like, right. like, like, slap myself in the face and go back out like nothing happened.
1: Well, still, it's good that you've got goals, though. You've got goals.
2: Yep, I have goals of growing a penis for forty-eight hours and for fucking him. Yeah, I have a Stick dildo up to tractor, the tentacle sucker. Right. Oh god, that would that would be. We're starting with the embarrassingly small dildo before uh, we get to the tentacle. I hate the embarrassing. See, small dildo right, because it's dildo. like it's my dick, and I really like big dicks, re- so I, re- I really don't want to have. Will, and it's wait, really hard I mean, to fuck with you them because it's use so like. Those,
0: then it's handheld only. You have yeah. to graduate.
2: That's the thing because it's like I am self-conscious of my tiny fake penis, and and it's hard to use because you only have like this much action area where it's you're so like ridiculous. you're in this like little tiny space. Sure. Uh, but <laughs> also that have you ch-
1: have you have you looked into the aneros? Yes. Okay.
2: I've looked into this. Um and yeah i mean i don't know i'm gonna have to keep uh dangling You're metaphorical going? carrots in front of his <laughs> ass
0: in and out that's the problem
2: he yes but then so that's why i was like oh we should definitely do a butt plug because then it's just in right right and then you don't have to worry about the the, the out aka the poop direction until right. after everything is done but he's like mentally averse to a butt plug and i've no idea why because they're i find I them delightful. The
0: kind of bulbous headed toy like the orchid vibe or something that you just like spin in circles inside of.
2: Mhm. Well, yeah, i want to do that. I'm getting visuals right now.
1: By the way, poop direction was my boy band <laughs> in junior high. So cry girl. So, um, freedom of fetish, you, 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 it sounds like it's, uh, it's on hiatus, permanent hiatus, it almost sounds like, or till further notice hiatus? Yeah,
2: till further notice hiatus. And there's a
1: lot of people who are bummed about that, myself included. Sorry. So i would included. And, uh, but what was your, what do you, what was the big thing you took, I mean, what's the, what are the biggest things you took away from, from doing that?
2: Hmm, um, well, I guess well, the knowledge of how to make a website and record and audio and edit and, and like, work with iTunes. And, and, you know, I've met a lot of people through it. I've been to a lot of cool events. I've done really interesting things, like get body painted like Mystique, you know, things that I never would have been able to do. And, I mean, I always had a lot of compassion for kinky people, but, like, hearing in detail about a lot of their issues and questions and stuff was cool.
1: What was the most common questions you'd get?
2: Probably, how do I meet a dominant female? Or just anyone who's kinky, you know? I'm kinky, how do I find someone who's kinky? Yeah. Or I'm kinky, how do I broach that
1: subject to the person that I'm dating? Did you get many people writing back saying, hey, I took your advice and she left me. Thanks a lot. No, no.
2: Actually, I it would have been cool to get more check-ins from people who I talked to, but I'm assuming that no news is good news.
1: Right. You don't hear from They're too busy fucking to problem. write you back.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so on this podcast, I will get, you know, maybe once or maybe twice a month, I'll get someone who's, who wants me to ask a question that's clearly so they can wank off to it.
2: I definitely got those.
1: For me, it, it was like, Hey, next time you uh, you talk to a woman, can you please ask her, well, actually, let me, let me. Uh, maybe I can ask you this question, you guys this question, I don't, I think I've asked you Saad, but I want to make, maybe, may, maybe, because you uh, you answered so many questions for people in the past, so this is, this is it, this will be like the, the last mini Freedom of Fetish, until you have like another episode, right, so <laughs> this will tie people over. Your fetish question, are you ready, are you in I'm your ready. mindset? ready, yep. Why are there so few sites and stories about intense, whip, intense whipping in various positions, including suspended upside down of conceit, excuse me, conceited thick black women of various complexion, city style with switches, brushes, belts, cords, and fishing rods whipping the whole body? I think everyone's thought that at one point. Yeah, yeah, I thought city, that especially exactly. the city styles part.
2: Because that's something con- that makes sense to me, city styles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a That type of, like, question format was pretty common. Yeah. It's like,
1: did you translation,
2: it? I have this interest, and I am mad that there's not porn about this right, interest. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I don't make the porn. <laughs> I'm don't like. i not, like, out there serving all the porn for you guys. Right, right.
0: <laughs> it's not out there because you haven't sent your letter of interest to the kinky porn producers.
1: Did you? Did they, did, were there people who were clearly asking for you to talk about a specific subject so they yeah
2: could... yeah i mean it wasn't as common as you would think but it, it definitely happened and it was like almost inevitably a dude and almost inevitably about like dominant women like can i get some kind of view into the lifestyles of the rich and dominant <laughs> <laughs> like, the like and dominant. are there women who just like kind of hang out and like t- top guys like all the time like just you know, any guy, maybe if he, he had his email, he could come and be involved. In, and it's like, you no. Know, I mean, most of the time, I, like, play video games. <laughs> well, there, there is... Uh, and if there was, like, a dominatrix stronghold where that happened, I <laughs> want to know about it as much as you do. Well, there are
1: there are parties. There's a, there's a group in New York and, and, and all over uh, called Club Femme. And they have, they have chapters. They have a chapter here. And I, I did go to one of their parties... And the way they do it is that you either have to be in a tux or you have to wear uh, this collar, collar bow tie and a Calvin Klein jockstrap, right?
2: Did you op- Which one did you opt for?
1: Oh, I couldn't afford a tux.
2: <laughs> but you could afford a jockstrap.
1: I could afford a jockstrap. <laughs> and I went and there were, it was, it was, I mean, first off, the women there were very nice and very, and they did a the little demo and all that stuff. And guys had to bring like a dish or something like that, but I mean they were in a position where they could have, they could have said, "Hey, five hundred dollars for the guy," or whatever, but they didn't. It wasn't like that at all. but so, so the answer to the long, long way around answering your question, yes, there are places like that where it happens. Uh, the questions you would get, did you have I'm just curious about the breakdown. were they usually men, were they usually women? Were they usually a mix of both or? Probably
2: a little bit more men, but it was about 50-50.
1: And I think it probably helps, too, uh, the the fact that you're a woman who is speaking intelligently about it. If it was a guy doing the same show who didn't speak intelligently about it, it probably wouldn't... I think you had had the the best of both... Because women, I think, would be more comfortable asking another woman some of these questions, right? Don't you think?
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
1: What was the most common question from women you would get?
2: I think... Guys tended to have more fetish, specific fetish questions, and girls tended to have more relationship questions. Like, it was kind of common to have questions from girls who had, they were dating a guy who had a fetish, and they didn't, like, they wanted validation that it was okay, Mm -hmm. or they needed to know how to deal with it. Yeah. So... But that's great, though, because they're trying to put forth the effort yeah. to understand it, you know. But then part of it was that they were freaked out a little bit, too.
1: <laughs> right, right,
2: right. But I don't remember there being any, like, real bad ones. Like, oh, my boyfriend has, like, a corpse fucking fetish. Is this okay? That never happened. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: I think necrophilia is pretty much frowned upon in most pretty
2: social much. circles. Sure. <laughs> but it would have been awesome to get a question from a genuine necrophiliac, you know. I got some questions from, like, zoophiles, which I loved. And I got a question about a, a kid who wanted to fuck his mother. Which, I mean, I love I the really is... weird ones.
1: Yeah. You did love the really weird ones, too, but you, did, you, you didn't come on your show and say, that's a really weird question, and I love it.
2: I know, I have to be like, no, everything There's you like ask some... is a valid question, but right. secretly I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, we need more of the weirdos to come out and ask. The, the
1: bestiality questions, I mean, were they, like... I just fucked my dog. How do I get paw prints off of my bed? Or wait, what?
2: No, it's just kind of like there's one that was a guy who fucks dogs and he's really into farm animals and like his ideal world, like his fantasy was where he's in a stable and he's a human pony, but he also has ponies around and they have like pony sex at night. And he had a girlfriend and they were in a pretty vanilla relationship and he just. You know, he wasn't gonna tell her about it. I don't think she didn't understand why there were all these cow
0: and pig figurines on the headboard. He really likes my
1: little pony. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so he I think his question was more about like trying to get her into more normal kinks, I guess. But he just shared to me that he had this and he didn't have any intention of sharing that with her ever. And I think he was cool with compartmentalizing that. But it was like just interesting to me. Don't you think that there are
1: something? I mean, they always say it's good to be honest with your partner, but don't you think that that is a line right there? That if you're if you want to stay with the person, maybe you shouldn't.
2: It depends because the who knows you might be dating another, you know, zoophiliac or something, and you wouldn't know unless you said it. I think you have to vet the situation. You
0: might end up in jail. Right there's that. (laughs) I mean, I think like maybe the balance is try to get your girlfriend into being a plushie. Yeah, there you go. To or dress she can, up like something yeah, like
2: for you. be, yeah, she can cosplay a
1: fox or something. Do you know that there's a porn site where women fuck guys dressed as pandas?
2: Just pandas?
1: Just pandas. I bet
2: they only could afford one panda suit. <laughs> it's it's like
1: called like Panda Fucker or something. It was like it was on Reddit. Really? I was, I was like, is this a thing? And it's like. And I checked out the site, and it's just attractive women, like women who are porn stars or whatever, having sex with a guy in a panda suit.
2: It's one guy with a camera and a tripod. Probably. It's definitely one one panda suit, because you know how expensive those things are? I've looked into, like, furry fetish is really fascinating to me, so I've looked up, like, how much these things cost, and you can customize them, and they're super expensive. Really? Yeah, like, they're really, really fucking expensive, and there's all these, like, crazy things you have to do. Like, if you're at a, a conference or a convention, it can get really hot, so they actually sell these, like, ice vest things oh, that you can sure. wear on oh, wow. them. And, that makes sense. Um, but there's, like, something kind of cool about fucking somebody who you don't know what they look like, and it's just a dick. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm down with that. Like, I wouldn't want them to be in a panda suit. Like, I'd prefer maybe, like, the alien costume
1: or like in the shiny... You you do to fuck yeah, someone in the alien in the costume. Yeah. Like from Alien versus predator. Predator type. Yeah. Yeah. Really.
2: Yeah, like some non-human. This gets back to the hentai thing, I guess. But like some totally disgusting monster would be nice.
1: <laughs> okay, the, that's really <laughs> With sur-
2: just like a human there's dick coming out. Right there. <laughs> there's the title. <laughs> there's the title of right the right episode
1: there. that really <laughs> is it because is it is it because it's scary and it's yeah. and it's like.
2: Yeah, it's because it would be just like bizarre. I just like bizarre things. Like I think that's why Crispin Glover is my number one celebrity crush because he's just so weird and he collects antique gyno chairs. And you'd want to fuck him, I guess, because like what? Who knows what would happen? Like you could end up dead, <laughs> or you could have the greatest orgasm of your life, or the worst orgasm of <laughs> your life. But in any case, it would be like a really good head trip, and then you could go home and tell everyone. So, but about.
1: Crispin Glover is so weird though. So you go. Okay, get in, get in. And I don't. I try to try to do my impression of him, but I really couldn't.
2: He'd be like, "You are my density." So,
1: yeah, yeah. You're right. So he's like, "Okay, get in the get in the gyno chair." And get, then you get in there. You're naked. You're all like, oh, "Okay, this is gonna be good." And then all he does is he, he just plays a trombone near your head. It and still that's would it. be awesome and he's like isn't this great <laughs> you know he doesn't even play well and then he like throws little hamburgers at you and then that's, that's what it. I mean
2: though like I would I would like to have no idea what was gonna happen it would be really interesting to just have zero control over it in a way that was bizarre not like a <laughs> subby dommy way but like I literally Think you might be clinically insane. Like you're <laughs> so just going along for the ride, and you're yeah, just... let's see what's gonna happen here. It's like having sex with the Joker. <laughs> that's oh my god, I am obsessed with the Joker. That's, really? Well, for Halloween this year, my boyfriend's going as the Joker because basically I want to fuck him right. at the end of the night. Oh, and I'm being Harvey Dent, but like female. <laughs> so I'm getting a, a suit made that's half blue with white pinstripes and half like black with red pinstripes, and then it's gonna be on.
1: Back to the alien thing. Do you, okay. like, get a little turned on while watching Alien?
2: No. There was a
1: little pause there. But
2: I'm... Because I, like, associated with hentai, kind of, just because there's so many tentacle-like things right. on the alien. But I like... Well, I don't know. I've watched a lot of sci-fi, and, like, my weird fantasies are usually, like, kind of sci-fi-oriented. Like... I mean, I think like there's a large contingency of like Renaissance Fair people who are kinky and yeah. like, fantasy people, and I'm the same way, but it's more like sci-fi. So if there's like tentacles and like metal
1: and weird machines and fog and like cogs and stuff, I like that. I I think it was on Life or maybe I was. was a, I just vaguely remember someone saying that she participated in what was basically a tentacle gangbang. Sweet. Where it was like she like it was a it was a bunch of people. I almost said nerds. A, <laughs> nerds are people, people too. There was a bunch of people who uh, had this thing. You know, okay, there were a bunch of women who had this thing, and a bunch of guys and other women who were perfectly good game for, you know, facilitating it. And so they had like the the outfit. They all would be dressed in a different way, but they would all ha- like have control of basically oh, long, so curvy awesome. dildos on sticks. <laughs> so, but it was like, if memory serves, it was like it was really clunky. So it wasn't like.
2: It's not smooth and smooth. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing, like, a guy in a horse, like, the two people in a horse outfit where it's, like, lumpy. And I'm picturing,
0: like, a not. Shiva thing where, you know, like, there's the one person up front who's got, like, the green weird makeup and then yeah. there's, like, all these dicks that come out from behind him. Yours is a, <laughs> like, you have a way hotter arms. image than I
2: do. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, a seat, like a, a kind of like a black sheet with, like, holes in it and people are, like, wait, People are, like, stepping on each other.
1: And <laughs> then, yeah. like... They they're all got like dildos on sticks and just kind of poking it and they're trying <laughs> yeah. to get it in. And like, this stopped being sexy like two seconds after I got in the room.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like if it was really weird. Like, I think someone was telling me that he was at a party once and there was a woman in a full lizard outfit. And he was like, and it was kind of hot because I, I'm optimistic and I just assume she must be like a 10 under there. You know, and then if you never know she, you'll never know, right? So right. it's like you fill in the details with like Trisha Helper from Battlestar Galactica and right. then it's perfect.
1: Well this has been uh, it, good as always. this has been great. I'm so glad you've made it to town and yeah, I'm glad you made it over here. Yeah. I, do you think you're gonna be make it do you make it to New York New York often still or
2: um, more often now because work requires right. that. So yeah, I'm gonna be here. Now. Well,
1: next time we'll have pizza again. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again to Raven for rounding out episode 99 of the Massacast. 100 is up next in a couple weeks. Massacast.com if you'd like to email me a suggestion on uh, who to interview in the next 100. And also while you're there, donate to keep the podcast going. Thank you so much for downloading. We'll talk to you later.